From the Heifetz International Music Institute and WTJU, this is Heifetz On Air. I'm Benjamin Rowe, and today, it's a celebration. Coming up, it's a celebration of Heifetz cellos in solos, duos, quartets, and more. We've got Fire from Defia, a grand tango from Piazzolla, and the luminous Bacchianus Brasileras Number no. 5 for eight cellos and guest soprano Angel Lazara. And we'll go all the way up to this full choir of 16 cellists at the Institute, blazing their way through Rossini's Barber of Seville Overture. It's a celebration, and it's just ahead on Heifetz On Air. First to step up to the microphone is Heifetz cellist Noemi Raymond Frisset. She's here to introduce some of the characteristically puckish wit of French composer Francis Poulenc. We're in concert in Francis Auditorium on the campus of Mary Baldwin University in Stanton, Virginia. Good evening, everyone. My name is Noemi, and this is Carlos. Uh, tonight we will play a movement of the Poulenc Cello Sonata. It was premiered in 1949. Now, the third movement is named Balabile, which is a dance. And the specificity of this dance is that it's for a group of dancers. Uh, there's no solo dancing. And even if we're only two on stage, I think you will find it easy to imagine a group of dancers just running and spinning and jumping around, since this movement is incredibly lively and is full of joy and a lot of humor. So here's the third movement of the Prolex Nada. Thank you. 
The balabale, a ballet term meaning a dance by a corps de ballet from the 1949 cello sonata by French composer Francis Poulenc. Played by cellist Noemi Raymond Frisset and pianist Carlos Avila in a Heifetz Stars of Tomorrow concert at Mary Baldwin University's Francis Auditorium. We've got much more music celebrating the cello just ahead. Welcome to Heifetz On Air, bringing you background stories and sensational performances from the Heifetz International Music Institute. I'm Benjamin Rowe. We're a string training program based in Stanton, Virginia, which means that every summer, some of the world's finest young instrumentalists pass through our doors, including several dozen young cellists. The legendary Mstislav Rostropovich once said, It is my aim, my destination in life, to make the cello as beloved an instrument as the violin and piano. Well, somewhere in the sky, Slava must be smiling down on us in Heifetz land for some of our most beloved performers and memorable concert experiences tend to center on the baritone voice of the string family, the cello. You can hear for yourself in this hour of Heifetz on Air, which we're calling simply a celebration, starting with three cellists and one harpsichord player on stage for a Heifetz Sunday matinee. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Andrew Rosenblum. This is my second year on the collaborative piano faculty here. I'm very excited to be back this year and performing with these wonderful musicians, faculty cellist Antonio Lisi and two artist-in-residence cellists, Momo and Coleman Itzkoff. And uh, the Baroque Trio Sonata Ensemble, which this is, has a lot in common with kind of the modern jazz quartet or the modern rock ensemble. You've got your two soloists, Mr. Lisi and Momo, and they're gonna be taking turns trading solos and sometimes playing solos together in harmony. And then you've got uh, your kind of backing rhythm section. So you've got um, Coleman on the bass, well, it's actually a cello, and I'm kind of both the bass and the drummer, so I'm kind of confused about which one I am, but my left hand plays the same part as Coleman, so that's the bass player in my right hand. Uh, much like in jazz, it, it kind of improvises a part that the composer didn't write down, which is meant to add texture and rhythm, much like the drummer. So uh, we hope you'll rock out with us, and especially the second, second movement is kind of like 18th century uh, rock and roll. So thank you.
That's Heifetz Institute faculty cellist Antonio Lisi, joined by Heifetz alums and artists-in-residence Momo and Coleman Itzkoff, as well as harpsichordist Andrew Rosenblum, playing the first two movements of the sonata for two cellos in G minor by George Frederick Handel. Hearing Andrew Rosenblum's reference to that music being a kind of rock band of the 18th century brings to mind a remark by the rock and roll guitarist Richie Blackmore of the 60s rock band Deep Purple. He actually began his musical career playing the cello, but found out, quote, you have to give your whole life to a cello. When I realized that, I went back to the guitar and just turned up the volume a bit louder. And just ahead, a grand tango for cello and piano in the hands of someone you might call a native speaker. I'm Benjamin Rowe, and this is Heifetz On Air from WTJU and the Heifetz International Music Institute. Welcome back to Heifetz On Air. I'm Benjamin Rowe. One of the reasons why so many young artists flock to the Heifetz Institute is for the chance to study with some of the world's great cello teachers. Our renowned cello faculty, for example, includes cellist Antonio Lisi, a professor at UCLA's Herb Alpert School of Music. Antonio is a multiple Grammy winner and co-produced and directed Te Amo Argentina, a personal journey through the heart and soul of the fascinating culture of Argentina. Antonio's father, Alberto Lisi, was one of the most revered and influential classical musicians ever to come from that country. Here's Antonio Lisi now to introduce and perform a piece by the most famous composer to come from Argentina. Good evening. Are you uh, ready to go to the streets and nightlife of Buenos Aires? Good. This is Astor Piazzolla, was a virtuoso bandoneon player. The bandoneon, for those of you who follow tango, is an accordion, but instead of having a keyboard, it has buttons, and they're actually particularly difficult to play. Um, Piazzolla wanted to develop further and push himself, and he went to Paris to study composition. He wanted to be a classical contemporary composer, and he studied with one of the foremost pedagogues of the day called Nadia Boulanger. Uh, he actually struggled quite a lot to find his own voice, and at one point, um, he played for her some improvisations of his new tango and those ideas behind them. And she said, this is you, this is your music, this is Astor Piazzolla. And so combining his uh, virtuosity performing and his compositions, he went ahead to create one of the most successful bands in Argentine history, traveling around the world, performing his new tango. Um, and uh, unfortunately, back at home in Buenos Aires, the traditionalists, those who um, would be following classic, classical 
tango. Um, people like Gardel, uh, if you know about the early days in the 1900s, uh, were incensed with this new direction. They hated it, and the critics uh, ripped him to shreds. Um, but his music was like a tidal wave of, that couldn't be stopped, and he just continued performing everywhere around the world, and um, uh, his music is now appreciated and loved by, by many. He died in uh, 1980, uh, 1982. Um, no, 1992, sorry. He wrote this piece, the Grand Tango, in 1982. And he wrote it for two um, giants of their instruments, um, superstars, uh, Rostropovich on cello and Marta Agrich, who was the pianist. But they never got to play it together. And uh, it's said that the reason they didn't play it together is that at the time that it was written, they were going through a, a thing. And uh, by the time it was completed, that thing wasn't happening anymore. And um, so they don't want to play with one another. But I'm delighted tonight to be playing it with <laughs> my close friend and colleague, Anton Smirov. So and this is just to prove that one can play this piece without having to have an affair with them. <laughs>
Now that is a terrific arrangement by cellist Grigor Piatigorsky of the Ritual Fire Dance from Manuel de Falla's opera El Amor Brujo, or Love the Magician. That was played at a 4th of July concert in Charlottesville, Virginia by cellist Dominic Lee and pianist Jenny Lee Cohen. Before that, it was Le Grand Tango by Astor Piazzolla, played by our faculty cellist Antonio Lisi and pianist Anton Smirnoff. All here on a Hypus on Air episode called Celebration.
That's the gripping first movement called Aria from the Bacchianus Brasileiros No. 5 by Hector Villalobos. Coming up, a different sort of cello gang invades Francis Auditorium, rustled up by another one of our great faculty cellists. I'm Benjamin Rowe, and it's a celebration this time on Heifetz On Air from WTJU and the Heifetz International Music Institute. Welcome back to Heifetz On Air. I'm Benjamin Rowe, bringing you an episode where the emphasis is down low, this time on the cello. Another mainstay of our cello faculty is Israeli-born Amit Paled, whose students at the Johns Hopkins Peabody Conservatory of Music in Baltimore invariably find themselves roped into the Peabody-Paled cello gang, where they both play together seriously and they find time to have some serious fun exploring the sonorities of multiple cellos. Amit Paled brings that same spirit to our summertime series, including this four cello arrangement of pieces that, well, they hardly need an introduction.
That's the Heifetz Cello Choir circa 2018 having some fun with Rossini's Overture to the Barbers of Ville. And you can really see the fun if you check out the video playlist that goes with this and every episode that we have of Heifetz on Air. Just look for the Celebration episode by visiting our website, heifetz.institute slash heifetz on air. This program is a production of WTJU, the radio voice of the University of Virginia, online at WTJU.net and the Heifetz International Music Institute. I'm Benjamin Rowe. Thanks for listening to Heifetz On Air. Thank you.